0: Welcome to Lumiant Live. I'm your host, Mark Ackeroid. Lumiant Live is the podcast for advice professionals that believe in a values based advice experience, but still have that question how does it all work? We connect listeners with other advice professionals to hear best practice client stories or business examples and lift the lid on how they made it happen. Now, on to today's episode. G'day and welcome to another episode of Lumiant Live, uh, a really special episode today. We're joined by the CEO of behavioral science company, Syntonic, Brian Palasich. How are you, mate? Good to have you here doing
1: well how about you uh, it's excited to be here i mean it's uh basically couldn't be any further apart here in seattle but really excited to be here so and, uh, and and you know i love it everybody butchers my name so it's paselich but i had to wait to let you you know so i can actually give a shit on the uh, live yeah. so
0: hey i'm uh, i'm glad i could uh, just follow suit and uh, and and be part of the script so um Absolutely. it's the least I could do for you, man. I think you're <laughs> our first uh, our first guest from Seattle too. So breaking new ground. Oh, really? Nice, nice. We're reaching global power. Right. Eh? <laughs> so. Hey, hey, that's uh, that's the power of Lumion Live. Mate, um I, I know we've spoken about this. You you sent through a bit of a bio, and I love doing a bit of a bio for our, our people. And uh and you know, I, I had a look at it, I tried to cut it down. Uh, and I, I thought, you know what, reading this, and I'm sure the audience is going to get a kick out of it. I, I will not do it justice if I try to paraphrase. So I, I'm going to read this out because I think it's one of the better bios I've seen. Certainly put a smile on my face as I read it. So uh, let me share it with the audience and then we'll get into to knowing a little bit more about you and the amazing work you do. So um, for, for those of you that don't know Brian, Brian Pasolich, Do I get that right this time?
1: love it got it spot on awesome
0: uh, <laughs> has the privilege of supporting the syntonic team and leading their mission to improve client outcomes through behavioral science as chief executive officer and this is my favorite bit everyone but the team prefers to call him the croatian yoda 10 times the size of the jedi master but equally childlike in curiosity and generous with wisdom mate i love that that is so good Um, He has coached, trained, and supported more than a 1,000 financial advisors, earning top advisor retention leader and top recruiter awards multiple times in a row. Additionally, he serves as a senior mentor with Founder Institute, NYC, Seattle, and Silicon Valley, where he's mentored more than 20 cohorts and 300 founders during the past eight years. Uh, once again, I thought about not sharing this bit, but fascinating, mate, and, and goes, to, goes, to, goes to, uh, to show the type of quality individual you are. Before he entered the world of finance, Brian served as a flight paramedic with the U.S. Army Reserve and two SWAT teams. Unreal. Outside of the office, Brian is passionate about giving back and fighting for the good side. He regularly leads financial literacy workshops and stays active in LGBT issues by serving on the board of Marriage Equality USA and other nonprofits. Brian's desire to bring the best out of everyone and everything is summed up by his motto, don't get caught up in how it looks, have it turn out. Brian, um, an amazing bio goes to show who you are as a, a human being, not only as a leader. We are excited to have you on Tell us a bit about yourself that's not in the bio, mate, and uh, and tell us a bit about your work.
1: Well, I, uh, other than the fact that, yeah, that was a long one, and, you know, it's my, my marketing team and my copywriter. They don't let me write it because I'm just like works here, does this, and that's it, and I'm good. <laughs> you know, everybody says everybody's favorite subject is themselves, but I'm like mine's the opposite. You know, it's uh, the one thing the childlike curiosity they got right in the sense that I remember as a kid my dad used to, you know, be the one person out of everybody that – when I'd ask a question, he would ask one back. You know, most parents nowadays are like, stop asking, stop asking. And so we quit asking and then we start talking. I never grew out of it, you know, and it drives my partner nuts because I know more about my mother-in-law than he does. But I get told I'm nosy, but I would like to think of it as curious. And that to me has like been the one thing that's carried on from being a medic all the way through to today. And I love that aspect of it. And so, you know, the funny part was, that don't get caught up in how it looks, have it turn out. It only took me about a decade to learn that. So type <laughs> a, a, probably times five driver, where it's one of those things that is always the right way. And it wasn't until I went through a few different coaching programs that I realized, like, we get so caught up. And, and I think why this is important for today's conversation, especially when it comes to values, right, is we get so caught up in how it has to look. And we all have our own opinions and, you know, and, and it's like the best thing I can say now at 48 is I've learned that I've probably made more mistakes than most, and I'm cool with it. I've forgotten more than most. And I'm actually cool with going into a meeting, not knowing a damn thing, and it actually serves an advantage, right? Because if I always, you know, walk into a meeting and know this is it, I've got the best answer for everything, I quit listening, right? And it doesn't, and I mean this with all respect for all the advisors and everyone listening, it doesn't matter what we think. We're less on the list. You know, our role really should be is to help our clients to uncover what it is that they truly want, because most of them don't. And that's the whole reason satanic exists. You know, we like to say that, you know, financial services companies, they can't truly understand their clients because clients don't truly understand themselves. We get so caught up in this damn thing day to day. What we see on TV media is brilliant as hell. It's shoving the right product in front of us at the right time where... That keeping up with the Joneses, at least that's what we use here in the States. I don't know what you guys use there, but, but that's it's, such it's a equally mind. equally
0: relevant here. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, but while we're having a conversation, I can order something from Amazon. And before we're done with the conversation, it's at my doorstep, right? And so these things all get caught in the way. And, and this is one of the biggest things that I think for me. Throughout my career, you know, I remember when I first started, um, I don't know if you remember Bacharach's value-based selling, I do, but I do. heard some of the other, you know, we just talked about, I read that thing like the Bible. That was my number one book. And it's funny. This was my number, number two book, Goals by Brian Tracy. It's actually written for guys because it's simple. It's got like a little bit of text with some step-by-steps and then a blank page. So it's, it's actually something that guys can follow pretty well, but it's really <laughs> Getting clear around what it is that we want, right? You know, that's what it really centers around. And so, one of the big things that I always like to look at is, is it's okay to, excuse my language, F it up, if you will, yeah, yeah. and get messy, right? That's where growth happens. And I think this is the one thing as a profession, you've done a shit job as a whole because. We're so used to being the advisor. So when a client comes to us, they sit in front of us. They're looking at to us as almost in that parent-child relationship. They're looking from that mindset of, all right, you got all the answers, Mark. You can figure it out. Help me. Do whatever that may be. And, and they also, we want to look good, right? That's the big thing. And, you know, especially here in the States, we're really good at that. You know, I mean, I used <laughs> really to nicely, wear a lot of good stuff. Now it's like, you catch me in unique unique t shirts and I'm perfectly happy in my football. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is. I was a victim of that for the first 35 years. But it's like that looking good, being right, it prevents us from really trying to understand what it is that we want, right? And that's really what this whole thing boils down to. And it's not about getting it right. It's about headed in the right direction, that journey, right? And so, you know, that for me really centers around that don't get caught up on how it looks to have a turnout. That goes for both the advisory and the client. You know, there is, most of us look, there's a door behind me. We say, all right, what's the one way to get through the door? It's the fastest way, right? Bullshit. Excuse my language again. You can edit this out okay. later.
0: You're okay. <laughs> you, 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 you are in a safe space.
1: <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Oh, well, that's good. All right. Good. But, you know, for me, there could be a million ways from that door. As long as you get through the damn door, that's what matters. In the way that works for you, you know, is it the most efficient? Maybe not. But does it work for you? That's your journey. It's not mine. And so I think that's really the biggest thing in this, you know, values conversation today that I want to start with because I feel we missed that point, right? You know, and uh, we're really good at talking, as you can see. I know this is funny because now I'm doing a lot of it. (laughs) I get uncomfortable when I start talking too much because I'm like, shit, I'm talking too much. I got to stop. But I actually love asking questions and just shut the hell up and listen and with no understanding or thought around where the conversation is going to go kind of like today i mean i know we had brief conversation earlier with, i have no idea where this is going to go i'm actually excited about it not trying to control it so you know with that <laughs>
0: i'll shut up I'm, I'm all for it um those that are watching us on the youtube will probably just see me beaming the entire time you're talking um those listening through our audio uh, channels trust me when I say I've smiled that entire time Brian's talking and and Brian on behalf of the uh behalf of the community listening please you're on the pedestal today please keep talking that's why we've got you here today uh I'll take take the break from asking the questions that's my gig um we, we want to hear everything about you there's so much in what you've just said that I think resonate with uh with our audience um so you know uh for everyone listening at home um if you haven't picked up on it, buckle up. We're in for a wild ride of this conversation. Both Brian and I <laughs> don't, don't really know where we're going to go. Brian's got a ton of uh, expertise and insight, and uh, I'm going to ask questions on our audience behalf. So, Brian, we've spoken. Yeah, we, we did do a bit of a pre-meeting around this, and uh, and there's probably some things that we can go through, and, and naturally we'll cover it off in the scope of the podcast. But just in that uh, original uh, original sort of um, uh, speech or, or, or um sort of insight that you shared, there's probably four key things I took out of that. Um, we have a really great habit of, uh, of quitting listening because we're waiting to speak uh, as an advice community. Um, we are afraid to get messy um, because if we, if we don't come off as polished or we don't come off as having the right answer, we ruin the third thing, which is that parent child relationship that we we sort of know exists, but I, I think we're getting to a point as an industry, we're appropriately challenging it, right? Because whilst it might start as parent, child, um, certainly a lot of ours in our community, uh, advisors that is, are starting to see that co-creation relationship, that power under or, or power side by side type relationship is the way advice needs to work. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And you're uh your analogy about getting out the door um so so you know favoriting the journey over the outcome i think that's a that's a really uh, pertinent point for everyone here so let's get into all of those as, as well as everything else but why is it you know, why is it that you think we're afraid of, of getting messy and and you know uh and, and listening what, what's going on there in, in part of the research and, and stuff that you see in the industry
1: I mean, I I think all in all, right, you know, from the time we look at school, you know, um, it's funny, I had the privilege of growing up between Croatia and and the US. And so I got a chance to see different educational styles. And, And I will say, at least here in the US, we used to be really good about when you get something wrong, ask why. And I'm a microbiology major, you know, dropped out of my first year in med school. So it's like, I'm that science minded and I do, but when science is imperfect, obviously as we found here with COVID and all the different stuff and we're learning and growing, right? But but it's like, that's where that curiosity always stays. Whereas most every other subject that we study, whether that's in high school or, school or in college, you know, it, it's all about, you got to get it right. If you don't get it right, it's not, okay, here's why or understand. It's just so critical thought isn't there. It's just... It's that image base, right? Okay, here's the right answer. Okay, next, move on. And I also think a lot of it is this, too. You know, when 30 years ago, four years ago, you know, it was something where, oh, well, that's right. Yeah, for those listening. On, yeah, for those uh, listening.
0: When Brian's saying this, he's holding up his iPhone. Yeah,
1: broke the thing on my iPhone that I can't stand half the time yet, I'm stuck on it. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, the thing I will say is it's just we want to look good, right? That's human nature. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But we don't give ourselves, our spouses, partners, family, whomever, permission to get it wrong. And I think that needs to happen a little bit more. You know, when you look at what we've done as a company, the financial services industry, for marketing, it's all about trust, 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 right? Why us, right? The problem is, is it's pushing trust this way. Well, who's helping the client build trust and confidence in themselves? You could have this gold-plated, AAA-rated, everything there, but if the client doesn't trust themselves, Or have the confidence in themselves to take action doesn't matter and we focus so much as an industry as pushing trust towards them instead of helping them to build trust in themselves and i think that's where it really starts and you know every publication everything you read it's all about returns it's all about getting it right all this it's just that's what's happening now you know this thing again the phone you know it pushes stuff and again you don't want to look bad you know and that that's one of the things and i think it takes a shift and we're slowly starting to get better at it as an industry, but we still have a long way to go. You know, I mean that's that's one of the things. First things I did with my teams years ago, I mean this was in two thousand five, six, I got rid of suit and tie. And I know people listening might think I'm crazy, but that was that barrier that kind of felt like you're sitting in front of the principal's office. And so it created that barrier. So remove that barrier, you know, little things like that coming in with, there's no financial charts or anything up on the wall. We actually had uh, one of my advisors, dad's was an amazing artist who put his artwork up, you know, things like that that just kind of make someone feel comfortable in their environment. And it's, if we see these returns up on the wall, things like that, Oh shoot, I'm not getting that or whatever it may be, but anything that can remove, any attempt to create a judgment right and that's one of the biggest things i think we all have judgments look i'm Croatian. there's a judgment times 100 in there somewhere <laughs> i've learned how to shift out of it and control it where it's like look our first meeting we sit down i don't know shit it's not about me i don't like no clue where the journey's going other than i'm going to ask the questions in the hope that we can work together to figure this out you know and, and i think that's a big thing we've done a lot of studies with our clients and we found that you know we we usually have this. It's like, do it for me and the do it yourself right? You know, do it, do it yourself for other robos, the well techs and that. The do it for me is working with the RAs or the advisory side of things. And what we found, the majority of the population actually wants to do it together, DIT, right? So it's like replacing DIY with DIT. And, you know, do it together means a collaborative approach where we work on the same footing. This is a team effort, redefining engagement, and really just sitting down and my job is to help to understand what it is that you want when you don't even know what you want, right? I don't know what you want either. But if I ask the questions in the right way, I think we're gonna get there. And guess what? So up, we get up and get it wrong. That's okay as long as we you know don't focus so much on the goal, let's enjoy the journey. And and what can we learn in that journey? And I think that's a big thing. I talk a lot about explore versus destination. Everything we do in planning and destination, destination, right? We got to put it into e-money or whatever planning tool we're using, let me we gotta have that destination. Well, let's play around with explore. You know, now if we're 50 and we haven't saved a damn thing, yeah, we've got a shorter distance to explore, but but let's play around or figure out what that destination is, right? So, you know, instead of that old saying, you know, you're climbing up the wrong ladder of success, that that's reality, right? You know, and so how do we mitigate some of that and just keep it simple? And I think. One of the easiest things for me is it was an exercise I went through 15 years ago. It was a group coaching program where they literally scream at you. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And it's interesting to hear most of us don't think about it. And it's annoying as hell. I will tell you when it's there in your face. But at the same time, it actually gets you thinking. And we used to say the easiest thing. Right, Because we just want to get someone to shut the hell up and move Stop on. Stop yelling in my we, face,
0: man. <laughs> exactly.
1: right? Clients do that too. Just, you know what? I'm going to tell you what you want to hear so we can move on and just make money because that's what you're doing. And we're good. We're not in reality. That's the problem. That's where the disconnect starts. Right? And so then it all of a sudden becomes the conversation about the returns, which we're never going to win every day. And so it's really getting past that surface. And it's, I like to say, call BS. And you call it from a position of integrity. Meaning... I'm not saying, you know what, Mark, you're full of shit, here's the problem, but it's it's calling BS, let's say one of your values is family. The first question I'm going to ask, that's great, when's the last time you saw your mom? <laughs> when's the last time you called your dad? And it's like, oh, it's been, been three months, four months, okay, that's that's great. Is that a value you want? But that's not one you're in today, and, and I am gonna I want you to push back against me. Now, my practice and how I ran things was very different, and I want to show you there's this chart that I, and it's a simple chart, so... This is something I grew up with, right? So most advisors, first meeting, we learn a little bit about them. Second meeting, we learn a little bit more, and by the third, they finally open up to us. I've always approached it here. I'm gonna make the first meeting all about learning all the stuff I can, so we're filling in the gaps. So by the third, we're ready to implement and take action. And I think that is missing a lot of times. And so my first meeting, it is really about you. I kind of set the stage in the framework from which we play. But the rest of the time, it's understanding what it is that you really want, what's keeping you up at night, what are your vision, values and goals and just focusing on that, not the monetary side, because, you know, everybody tries to put a dollar number to it. there's not a goal that you can accomplish without money. And I always challenge people because, you know, whether you're a Buddhist monk or whatever, you need money. <laughs> if you're doing yoga, you need money. And so we instead of making it about the money, let's make it about the, the life journey, you know, and let's make it about your purpose and what gets you excited. So let's focus on that. So that's one of those things about calling BS and confronting without being confrontational, right? If I say you're foolish shit and I'm pointing the finger, that's confrontational. If I call BS on it, say, Sarah, right. you say family is your biggest value, but you haven't called mom in six months. Help me understand where the disconnect is and see, and I'm comfortable making someone uncomfortable. If that makes sense, because it's not about me, it's about helping you to really understand that most of us don't even take that time. You know, we talk a lot about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and self-actualization, all that. We don't even spend the time on that, right? And, and so that's what I'm I'm not trying to take someone down to that true altruistic thing, but I'm trying to get to that clear, real understanding because Only when I can meet you know we all say we meet them where they are, but most of us meet them where their balance sheet is or what they tell us. We really don't meet them where they are, and that's the biggest thing about getting to their core values. It starts that conversation and really dig into that, and so that that's such a big thing. And I think the biggest thing I will say because I really screw this up all the time is relating. We're so big about relating, and so I brought a couple props just because you know I mean since you're in Australia.
0: Hey, Fremantle Dockers jersey, nice. And and one of the and your Australian passport, one of the OG uh, Fremantle Dockers jerseys too. Like we're we're talking. If you let me AFL nerd out here, we're talking Justin Longmuir days, Peter Bell days, Troy McDanis days. Yeah, you're in safe company. There we go. Now for okay. us listeners, they would have tuned out there, and I probably lost half our audience. But you know what? For all our exactly. Australians, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> That's cool. I like it. I'm, I love that you've got a footy jersey there.
1: You know, and the reason I brought that up, because relating, right? This is what we love to do. You know, I find out you're from Australia. You know, next thing I know, well, shit, I've got Australian citizenship. Here's the past, you know. Well, the problem is we do that a lot in life, too, right? You know, I remember when we first met, we like to share, hey, we got this in common, that in common, right? Hey, the GNR poster behind. Me. These are the things we like to do because instinctively, that's human nature right? And we want to relate. And the biggest thing is, when you're making this conversation about the client in the client meeting, I leave that out. And here's why. Because, and and I'm the most guilty of it, because that child in me comes out to the top, you know, and it's like, oh, you like that? I like that too. And I start asking questions about it. The problem is, is if we're good at what we do and we can enroll people, in other words, get them trapped into what we're up to, which most guys and girls that are in, the guys and ladies, I'm sorry, that are in this, we're good salespeople, right? So we can enroll anybody in anything, is it ends up hijacking the conversation when you relate to them. And that's one of the things in, when in that values conversation. It's not about me. It's not about what I think. It's not about anything. So I literally go in there with a blank slate. And that's something the older I get, it gets a lot easier to do because this. I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? But that's really where it starts. And, you know, later when we're grabbing a coffee or a beer, we can talk about all that shit, right? But right now in the moment, that's where, you know, it's not about me, not about what I think. And I think that's a key thing that we struggle with because we see a new prospect or a client sitting in our desk or on a Zoom screen and we're like, I want to build that connection. There's actually a lot of studies to show that Trust and relatedness doesn't have anything to do with uh, results, right? In other words, if someone really likes you on a personal level, it doesn't impact the level of business that they're going to do with you. And there's actually some recent studies that show that it does the adverse. Clients aren't looking for someone that's likable, they're looking for someone that has impact, right? And I always used to use that, I call it likability and impact skill, right? And I'll give you a case, one of my advisors was uh, chair of the uh, FRAT group for like enrollment. This guy was the most likable guy ever, but he was also one of the bigger uh, partiers ever. He was an extremely likable guy. Everybody loved him. He didn't have impact, right? My top advisor in my office, I remember he scored a 2 out of 20 on the career profile test when I hired him. And I, and I was teasing him. I'm like, Andrew, you know, you're know, you going to have to develop a personality dead face. He goes, I can do that. And I'm like, I need to write he half to get it. And he had impact. He was smart. He just was an awkward guy in a fun way. He's actually my best friend today. But he was my top top advisor. And that just goes to prove that we focus so much on relationship building and likability. Yes, relationship building is key. But what I'm getting at here is that impact means if I can help you to understand you and what really is important to you and your family. And that's the piece where it's like and ask the questions that in a way will make you uncomfortable. If they don't, I'm doing something wrong because... Getting messy and uncomfortable is where growth happens, right? And that's the piece, is you gotta give give them permission to get it wrong, to F it up. You've got to be okay with it. And it's like, let's figure this out. Now, I do that more of the psychological side of things, you know, and that's one of the things that, like, as soon as I got into wealth management, I started taking um psychology classes at the uni, because that was important to me. It's like, how can I get better at understanding your thinking? And so that's what I will say, you know, and, and I think if we can focus on that and just gain some clarity around that, it's actually, you know, the best part is it's easy. We don't have to, you know, when you have to have all the answers, you're like, oh, shit, I hope I don't forget. When you don't have to have anything, it's just ask a question you can really let that go. And, and wherever it goes, just ask another clarified question. The goal is to just get them headed in that direction, right? So we can start to dial that in. But, uh, you know, I, I think that that's one of the, the, the biggest things for me because I've done both, you know, and uh, I, I've, like I said, I've probably effed up more than anyone else in the sense over the last 20 plus years with my team, with myself, and my clients. But, you know, I've never lost a client to another advisor for a simple reason. I actually understand. Them and I and I actually do love my clients. If I didn't like somebody, we didn't click. I actually didn't work with them. I'd probably hand them over to one of my other team. But you know, for me, it's it's that's what it's about. So you know, I'll, I'll shut up now because I know I. Much- <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, 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 that is okay. Um, we, I, we love your passion. I, I was um, I was thinking about it as you were talking. You know, this is this for for our audience is that shot in the arm of purpose, uh, why you do this, um, you know, that little bit of an energy kick. So please keep keep going. Thanks for tuning in to part one of our interview with Brian Pasolich, CEO of Zintonic. If you really enjoyed it, we'd love if you could hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. Stay tuned for part two.